Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money as an agent and building your own insurance empire. Empire. Here's your industry-leading host who has generated tens of thousands of insurance leads. This is Dave Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Planet of the Agents your favorite insurance podcast. This is our final episode for the year 2020, and it has been quite an eventful one. Of course, unless you've been living under a stack of supplemental applications filled with hundreds of irrelevant questions that you can't figure out why they ask anybody, then you've probably had some changes in your life and in your business. But don't worry, we're all going to get through it, and 2021 will be a great year for everyone. So, let's start this episode by reviewing the year 2020. Things have changed. That pretty much sums it up, right? But here's the thing. Things are always changing, especially in insurance. The world is moving forward with technology and other things are changing the industry. And it's not just you who's feeling it. So, being on the front lines as an insurance agent, you probably feel it more than you think other people do in the industry, simply because you're dealing with clients and having a customer-facing business is very different than back office work. Because don't forget, on the back end, insurance carriers are changing. The way they do business is certainly changing. They have a lot of new technology, supposedly. And they also have a lot of other things that they have to deal with that you probably never think of. But since you're out there on the front lines and you're the front end of the industry, you probably feel like you feel it the most. And it makes sense. It's because a lot of what you do is time sensitive and you have to deal with consumers who are looking for answers immediately in the new world. I've only been in the industry for what, about 17 years now? And I have to tell you, in 17 years, the amount of change I have seen is mind boggling. I can't even imagine what it was like from the 60s to 70s to 80s before they really used computers. It seems like a lot of things would have stayed the same and that back then the focus was probably on policies and different issues that we're dealing with today. Today it feels like the focus is always on technology, speed, modernization, and whatever other trendy words you want to use for what's going on in the world today. It's probably because thanks to the current technology that we see in the world, uh, things advance technologically at an exponential rate. And unfortunately, you know, the insurance industry doesn't always keep up with that. But there are a lot of things you can do and hopefully that you've already implemented to bring your business a little more up to speed. So let's just talk quickly about a few of the things that have changed. Remember walk-in business? Remember when Someone would go to insurance school, maybe they'd go work for an agency for a while, and then one day they'd say, I want to go out and open my own business. So they'd rent a little office, they'd put their sign on the shingle, and they'd hang it up on the door, and voila, the customers would walk in. And the thing is, I know a lot of people who tell me that they have been depending on walk-in business for longer than I've even been in business. But this year... I think that's really changed. 
I know that there are some of you out there who still get walk-in customers. Uh, sometimes it's because you have someone spinning a sign on a corner. Sometimes it's because you're featured on a website and that drives business to you. Sometimes it's simply because people just drive by. But as a percentage of your total new clients and your total new business that's coming in, I have to wonder how much longer using the walk-in model will really be relevant. I'm not saying that has to go away completely, but personally speaking, I wouldn't be depending on the walk-in model as much anymore in the future, especially right now where things are in flux and different states are experiencing different closures and things like that. So what can you do? Well, even if you don't purely depend on the walk-in model, I think that all of the following really apply to everybody. If, whether you are used to taking calls on the phone for new business or getting new business through the internet, whether it's your own website or whether you, you buy leads from people, I think there are a couple of key takeaways that have come out of 2020. One of those that I have actually thought was important for a very long time is to make sure that you have a user-friendly setup for your clients and your leads to reach you. Number one, text messaging. It's all the rage, everybody's doing it, and you don't wanna be left behind. I'm shocked at how many people will send text messages to complete the entire purchase of a policy. You would think maybe they wanna to talk to someone before they do it, but then again, people will buy a $10,000 vacation online and they might not know anything about the destination or the service providers or the people who are giving them tours, and they'll never even speak to someone. So why wouldn't they buy an insurance policy that might cost between $500 and $1,500 a year? And it's something they could even cancel. So text messaging was one of the things that was at the top of the list when I was thinking about this. Number two is making sure that you respond to your emails in a timely fashion. I am shocked at how slowly people respond to their email in this business. I'm even more shocked at how many out-of-office replies I see when I send out an email. It is mind-boggling to me. Now look, I understand. It's December. The holidays are here. You're probably going to be out of the office, so to speak, whether that's your home office or whether you work at a cafe, there's a good chance you're going to be doing something that might prevent you from perhaps responding immediately. And you don't always have to respond immediately, but at least respond in a timely fashion. At least respond, in fact. I can't tell you how many emails I think of that go unresponded to. It's, it's, it just blows my mind. And in the new world, where I don't really like to use that term new world. Let's just say in the modern world, you have to respond to people. And why is it you have to respond to their emails and text messages? Well, it goes on to number three. People hardly seem to answer the phone anymore. And, you know, robocalls, those robotic calls that would just call over and over offering you services and spamming your telephone, those certainly didn't help back in 2019. And that actually made it harder for people in sales who need to use the telephone to communicate with people. So that takes me to item number four I wanted to mention. It's time to prepare more for omni-channel communication. Omni-channel communication means communicating with your customers through different methods, whether it's texting, email, online chat, 
auto-responding chat, artificial intelligence chat, their social networks people use to respond. And people seem to want to communicate in different ways. Think about this. Have you ever had someone email you or you emailed them and then they responded in a text message? Or even simpler, you could call someone and ask them if they wanted to get together later and then they respond by text rather than calling you back, right? That's omni-channel communication. And that's where we are. And, you know, the bigger companies are obviously already able to do that quickly. But if you're a small agency, you're nimble. Okay, take advantage of that. You're nimble. You can add new things quickly and fairly easily. And the one great thing is that a lot of this software and the things that you need to communicate in this way, they don't cost that much to implement. I mean, I remember when having a fax machine meant that you had to have an extra phone line. You would have to have an actual fax machine, which at some point cost hundreds of dollars. Today, you can get electronic faxes for 10 bucks a month. And if you want to have multiple fax numbers, sometimes you can pay a little extra and add additional lines. It's that easy. Texting services are readily available with a lot of phone systems that are out there. And of course, email has been around forever. So email is quite a low cost method of communicating. You can add chat features to your website these days at a really competitive price. It's not super expensive to add a little chat window in the corner and then have it go to your cell phone or your laptop or desktop, depending on your setup. You can even have multiple operators responding to the online chats. It's actually really cost efficient. Now, I know a lot of people are ready to step out of 2020 and into 2021. So let's do that now. Let's look forward because in front of you lies a clean slate. You have a clean slate. You have unlimited opportunity in front of you. And I want to tell you that I actually thought that 2020 was going to be very hard for a lot of agents, but I've talked to some people that said they're doing just fine and they're actually possibly doing better than the previous year. They tell me their numbers are up and I'm really happy for them. So if you're not in the same situation, that's okay. You know, it's okay to take a little pause. And even though the date of January 1st is arbitrary, it's just a good time to perhaps start something new or just to kind of get on your calendar the moment when you want to start changing things a little. So what can we do in 2021? As you know, if you've been a loyal listener, and if so, I appreciate it, I like to separate things into personal lines and commercial lines. Let's start with personal lines first. In personal lines, I expect that people will look to further reduce their car insurance expenses, particularly as people are driving less, whether it be because they're out of work or because they're working from home or even because their company may have shifted to local co-working spaces. I could really see that happening. I could see large companies saying, we don't need 100,000 square feet in a centralized office. Let's just use co-working spaces because they're flexible and they're easy. And if you've never been to a co-working space, it's actually kind of fun. They have kombucha on tap at some of them. They have espresso machines. They have all kinds of cool stuff. And it makes you feel like you work at a tech company, even though you work in insurance. In other markets, naturally, 
I would expect to see some changes. You know, um, interestingly, I actually think that motorcycle business and fun business, such as ATVs and UTVs, off-road vehicles and the like, that might actually pick up as people are looking to do more things independently and outside of crowds. You know, if you have a ATV, you can take your family out and you can go for a spin and have a great time and you're not really at risk of being in a crowd, which is something I think a lot of people are looking for. So I'm going to keep my eyes peeled and uh, see what happens with that part of the industry as I see numbers coming in from different agents who share their stories with me. If you work in the watercraft business, that's a unique business. And I think it's somewhat seasonal depending on where you live, naturally because of the weather, of course. If you live in a place that has extremely cold weather, people are going to have a layup period on their boats. So it's a little bit different than the other, uh, the other toys, as we like to call them. I'm not sure where that part of the business is going to go. I do think that uh, with property prices um, kind of on the rise and interest rates being incredibly low, uh, some people are going to look to snap up some opportunities for landlord properties, which makes sense because uh, if you're a landlord, you're probably looking at your expenses and these record low interest rates are giving people an opportunity to buy even though properties are on the rise. And they might start buying in more developing parts of the country where you haven't seen a lot of population before. Because as you've probably heard, a lot of people are migrating from cities to places with more space and uh, a, few other, a few other reasons that are leading them just to migrate around, migrate around the country. It's, it's very interesting, the patterns that we're seeing right now with migration. If you have some time, you might want to look at some of the places in the country where new homes are being built the most frequently. And uh, that might show you some of the patterns. Next, in personal lines and in commercial, but right now for personal, let's hope that carriers can adapt to make it easier for agents. Uh, with this auto thing I've just mentioned where people are driving less, it's especially a factor in states where mileage is a rating factor. You know, I've heard people say that clients are calling to say they're not driving as much, and that makes sense. Hopefully, they can make it easier for you to make updates to clients' mileage, as that has been a interesting issue that I've heard about from agents where mileage is a rating factor in the price. That is not applicable in all states. Of course, you all have different ways of doing things in your location, but there are some states where the mileage is a factor and it's kind of a sensitive subject when it comes to lowering it. So, you know, we're always looking for modernizations from the carriers that will help all of us do business more efficiently and to to grow with them and to have mutually beneficial relationships. I think that's kind of what we're all looking for, a mutually beneficial relationship where we can both grow together. Uh, lastly, let's switch over to commercial lines. What I'm looking for, as commercial is largely my focus, is businesses to target that will survive with the changes that we're seeing. You probably won't see me sending out any marketing material, for example, for the restaurant business anytime soon. You know, that's just one example of business that is struggling right now, and I really hope that they all can survive and do well. But, you know, it's something that is not at the moment uh, an industry that is going to see a lot of new clients opening locations. So my focus is on businesses that are, well, going to survive and ideally thrive and grow in the new environment that we have right now. Obviously, you've got online businesses. 
I mean, that's like at the top of the list, of course, to me, because, you know, businesses that are cloud-based and wholly built online uh, that don't have a physical location, many of whom actually have no employees that are, you know, in a specific place or possibly even in the United States, um, they seem to be having a great year. I mean, if you look at the numbers in e-commerce, they are huge. People are ordering so many things online. And once again, it makes sense, right? I mean, you probably already ordered some things online. Today, you're probably ordering more. And that's just how it is. So that's an industry that, you know, clearly is here to stay. Next up, you're going to have some businesses that have switched online. You know, one thing that uh, we can quote here at our wholesaler is online personal trainers and online um, fitness instruction and online dietitians. And those are things that I think are a good opportunity because people are doing that more and more. And that's something that, you know, you'll be able to continually quote. And hopefully when things go back to everyone getting outside again, the personal trainers will be able to go out and help their customers in person. And that's just one example of businesses that are still, you know, moving forward, making changes, modifying their distribution methods a bit, but that you could potentially uh, target and just gives you something to think about. Remember, not all online businesses are just what you might be thinking of, like e-commerce stores or, you know, online vendors of different products or digital informational products. Some of them are traditional brick and mortar or physical interaction types of businesses where the consumers are now receiving the service online. I think that's one of my big focuses. In fact, I could see that as kind of a main focus, along with, you know, always watching my expenses and reducing unnecessary expenses. I think that finding the ideal markets and ideal classes of business that will continue to be around and continue to be buying insurance and ideally not closing up shop for any reason in the coming year are the number one thing that I'm working on. Now, there's one thing I do have to always touch on. It's something that I hear a lot from agents, and 2021 might be the time for you to kick this into high gear. If you have no marketing plan at all, just start by putting a pen to paper and getting the ball rolling. I find it actually easier than using a computer at first. So what I do is when I have some new ideas or I want to create a marketing plan, I'll literally write it down on a piece of paper. And then I'll transfer it to the computer in a nice organized fashion so I can keep it and check off my tasks as I complete them. Sometimes people say, well, how do you know when to do each thing and when do you complete it by? Well, the first thing I do is I make a simple outline. I don't write in sentences. I write in bullet points or something similar. And then I set deadlines for them. I find this to be really important. For example, I have a new marketing uh, campaign that I'm working on right now. And I told myself, I want this done by January 7th. And then step two, I want done by January 14th. And then I want to start processing the distribution of the marketing on a certain day, about five days later. So I find that setting deadlines does help. You know, we're not kids in school anymore, and there's not a bell to ring or a teacher to assign us homework and tell us it's due tomorrow. So we have to take that upon ourselves, and that's okay. We can do it. You know, overall, I think one of the most important things is to make a plan and stay focused. Now, 
Can you adjust your plan as you go? Yes, you can. You can make a plan and make minor corrections and pivot here and there when needed so that you can stay on track, but also so that you can add additional ideas that may come along as you're working on something. It could be something as simple as saying that you want to find some businesses that you're going to email, perhaps, or you're going to cold call, or you're going to reach out to in some way. You might start by doing that, and you might have written out three or four businesses, and you might have talked to a few potential clients and found out, you know what, that business isn't doing what I thought it was. They're not really thriving online, for example, and I'm hearing a lot of these people tell me they're going to close their business. Well, no problem. Make an adjustment to your plan. It's okay to make some adjustments, but I think it's nice to have a little roadmap for where you're headed. The great thing about typing up your plan after you've put it on paper is that you can put a few new lines into it and make the changes you need to stick to it. The reason I bring up this concept of having no marketing plan at all is because that's actually what I hear from most smaller agencies. I hear them say, well, people call us, or I just help whoever walks in the door. And I know they don't mean physically walks in the door. I know they mean that they help whomever you know contacts them. But they have no plan at all. So what would happen if people stopped calling them or if the referrals disappeared? It can happen. And if you're in your early years, it's definitely a great time to focus on making something happen. You know, again, we're almost at a new year. Why not make this the year that you implement something? And if you've never made a marketing plan, you can download tons of free templates off the internet. If you don't even know who to market to, that's okay. There are a lot of great ideas out there with lists of different industries that are trendy and what's going on right now and what types of businesses people are starting. So take some time and look at that stuff. If you've never done it before, it's actually very interesting. You could learn quite a lot about kind of what's going on in the world. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode and just want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening to the show. Thank you to those people who have reached out to me and communicated with me by email. It's uh, been a long road. I've been in the business about 17 years now. I've worked on the retail side and on the wholesale side, helping agents. And when I started The Wholesaler, I realized my passion was helping other insurance agents. And I'm hoping that I'm here right now helping you with your business and inspiring you, if nothing else, to make your agency better and to continue to grow it and to never be afraid of what the future holds. So with that in mind, I do want to remind you, of course, you can join my club online at planetoftheagents.com where I share some ideas. And coming soon, I'm hoping to have some video sessions for the members where we can have some chats and hopefully share some wonderful ideas together. And if you'd like to reach out to me, just send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. If you just want to say hi or send a couple comments, or let me know something you'd like to hear on the show. You can reach me, of course, at dave at planetoftheagents.com. Once again, that's D-A-V-E at planetoftheagents.com. Well, it's time for that one last sign-off for the year 2020. So don't forget to get out there, keep selling, keep working on your business, and keep growing. And I will talk to you next year. Take care, everyone. I want to take a moment to talk to you about one of the most common questions that I hear. 
It's how can I offer my clients more products and increase my monthly revenue? Well, one of my favorite ideas is creating a membership club for your agency. The team at startamembershipclub.com can help you with a turnkey system that will create a club for your clients, which will not only help you generate more revenue, but that will also create brand recognition for your agency. Your clients will frequently be reminded of your agency's name and to contact you for their insurance needs each time that they log in. Check out startamembershipclub.com today and use discount code PLANET for 10% off. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.